This is the Bates Bobcast, our weekly podcast where we take a look at the week that was in Bates Athletics. My name is Aaron Morris, and this week we're looking back at a week that put the women's lacrosse team in the national rankings. Three of our track and field athletes are All-Americans after outstanding performances at nationals, and more All-Americans are on the way as the swimming and diving programs head to the NCAA championships this week. Plus, we take a look at the softball program. They open in Florida on Wednesday. All that and more coming up on the Bates Bobcast. The women's lacrosse team got the week off to a great start with a 12-7 win over Babson on Wednesday. Mariah Greenstein scored a game-high four goals for the Bobcats. Our attack was moving today really well. Um, we had a lot of transition goals, which is really what um, you saw out there for my goals. So got to give the teammates some credit for getting the ball down there. And what was Coach emphasizing to you all after the game there? Um, midweek games are tough. Just got out of school. Um, you know, under the lights, don't get that a lot. So he was just emphasizing that this is a great win to get out of great out of um, out of conference team, um, and we're just really excited to go into Amherst on Saturday. And this is a very experienced team. I mean, you've you've played a lot of games with these with these women throughout your career. And so, what's that like to have so, so much uh, great experience on this team? Uh, yeah, we have ten seniors, uh, five juniors, a lot of upperclassmen, and I really think it's showing that we have a lot of smart, um, experienced players making decisions out there, and it's really easy to tell. Head coach Brett Allen was pleased with the team's performance. you got to be happy about playing in 70 degrees in the early parts of March. Uh, last year we didn't have a game, I think, over 40 degrees in New England. So this is a great change for us, um, and it's a good win. Uh, Babson's a very good team. They won a tough game um, on Saturday against a good Skidmore team. So we were prepared for a challenge, and it was, it was a tough one. They played well, and, and we worked hard to earn it. Yeah, they took the early lead, but your team came right back. What were you telling your team there post-game? Just how proud we were. Um, you know, every game presents different challenges, and every team has to figure out how to overcome those mentally and sort of from a lacrosse perspective. And, you know, we talked about some things that we felt like could help us on the field, but it was more so about how proud we were of them staying poised under pressure when they kind of, you know, got the lead down to three there in the second half. You know, we finished with two goals to end the game and kind of regained the momentum. And that's, that's a huge, huge thing for our team mentally. And we talked about this uh, you know, in the preseason interview about how it seems like a very balanced attack out there, isn't it? Yeah, we feel really confident in all the players that are out there on offense. Um, you know, obviously Mariah is a known entity, so people are going to game plan for her and prepare to play her defensively different than probably we play her every day in practice. Um, but that's fine because we do feel confident that the other players, midfielders and low attackers can, you know, find ways to put the ball in the back of the net. Then on Saturday, the Bobcats defeated ninth-ranked Amherst by a score of 8-7 to to move to 5-0 and for the first time since 2001. Emma Brinkman led the way with four goals. And thanks to their great start to the year, Bates is now ranked 16th in the nation by the Intercollegiate Women's Lacrosse Coaches Association. The men's lacrosse team took on number four-ranked Amherst on Saturday and led at halftime before eventually falling 14-9 for their first loss of the year. Overall, the two lacrosse teams have a combined record of 9-1 so far this season. 
The Bates track and field programs went to nationals this past week, and Nick Margitza, Adedire Faccariti, and Sally Cisse returned as All-Americans for the first time in their careers. Margitza, the men's team's senior captain, finished sixth in the shot put to earn his All-American honors. Going into it, I knew that I had to take care of business and uh, get my name up on the on the wall, get my first All-American. Um, last year, narrowly missing it, both in indoor and outdoor, really put a chip on my shoulder training over the summer. <clears throat> I was uh, excited to go in there, and D-Ray and I, we both went in with the mentality that we were going to leave uh, All-Americans, so I'm glad it worked out that way. I talked to D-Ray, and he mentioned that you'd gone through some injuries, you know, in your career and whatnot. So what's that adversity been like for you? Well, those times when I, I broke my wrist sophomore year, basically missed the entire season. Um, those were the times when I really got to contemplate and really ponder how, like, what track meant to me and what I wanted to do in the sport. And honestly, I, th- I think I came out of it more uh, dedicated and more determined to do well than I had uh, before the injury. So it was, a, it was a growing experience for me, and I'm glad that I was able to work through it. You guys are moving right into the outdoor track season. Are you just going to be doing shot put, anything else? Um, so I'm going to continue throwing shot put, take a little time off of it, though, just to let some of the uh, wear and tear uh, heal up for a little while. Uh, I'll be throwing hammer and discus as well. Um, I'm pretty excited about that. I haven't really been able to concentrate on those events as much as I've wanted to, especially in the postseason of indoor. So uh, heading in, get a lot of drills in for the hammer, get prepared for uh, first couple meets. And I know D-Ray mentioned that you're continuing to work with him on his shot putting. How's that going? Yeah, that's a, that's a work in progress. And I think D-Ray's got a really bright future in the shot um, as well as all of his other events. But, um, yeah, it's, I think outdoor is going to be the time during short term especially that we can really concentrate on the drills. And that's the only way to get better at shot is just to go through those drills. And he's got the strength, and so now he just needs to work some of the technical stuff through. Yeah, I know short term kind of unique here at Bates. How does that impact the practice schedule or anything like that? Mm-hmm. Taking a sport term this year, so okay. I'm living the life of a <laughs> professional athlete for five weeks. There you go. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty awesome. I, I, I did it my sophomore year towards the end, and that was great. I'm excited. It just it means that we have two or three practices a day, um, more time for recovery as well. So it's really just, uh, you know, we get to work harder and we get to work smarter, just a lot of recovery and um, get a lot of rest. So I'm excited. I know outdoor, there's more competition, right, because a lot of the southern schools get involved. So what's that like? I mean, you've had years of experience with this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, seeing some new faces is always exciting. Uh, On the national level, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of familiar faces from indoor in terms of the shot, but that doesn't change that much. Mm -hmm. Uh, There will be quite a difference, I think, between the weight throwers and the hammer throwers, so that, that should be interesting. I'm hoping to qualify for shot and hopefully another event, whether it be discus and hammer or maybe both. So we'll see. Nice. And then what was your favorite experience of Nationals this year? I mean, besides, obviously, when did you know you were going to be All-American? And then was that your favorite moment, I guess? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Ste- stepping up onto the podium for the first time, accepting my All-American award, that was really a, a pretty awesome moment. But that's that's all it was. It was just a moment. Once I stood up there and I looked out to D-Ray, we, both, we were both thinking about outdoor track. So <laughs> <laughs> it's time to get after it and see if we can get another couple on the wall. Sounds like a plan. Nick Margitza, congrats again on your All-American honors. Thanks very much. Meanwhile, Faccariti earns male Bobcat of the Week honors as the sophomore finished third in the weight throw. Well, D-Ray, a great performance at Nationals for you. Third in the entire country in the weight throw. First of all, just tell us about your experience going to Iowa, you know, with your buddy Nick and both of you becoming All-Americans. 
Wow, it was a very fun journey. Uh, it was something that we set our uh, our minds to in the beginning, uh, at the end of last year, going into the summer, and it's very awesome and fulfilling knowing that we got our uh, our goal accomplished. We're definitely still hungry for outdoors. <laughs> yeah, for sure. We'll talk about outdoors here in a moment. What was the experience like for you just at nationals? Wow, it was it was kind of like surreal because I I realized how much work it took for me to go there and. Also, the fact that I was just a sophomore and I had two more years to try to go there. So definitely I had a lot of those things in mind. And I think during competition, I, I'm always nervous, but it was a different kind of nervousness because it was like I definitely felt the stage was a lot larger than my normal meets. And then a little bit off topic, but you were written in as the student body president recently. How'd this happen? Uh, how excited are you for this? I'm also very excited about that. Uh, <laughs> it's It was actually interesting because I, I mean, I, I thought I had a good chance of getting in, but like as a writing, you never know like if people put my name down wrong, which is very possible <laughs> because my day is very complicated. Right. I could have swayed the votes either way, but I'm glad it turned out the way it did, and I'm excited to be the student body president. <laughs> So how do you how are you gonna balance that with you know the athletics and the academics? That's a lot of stuff on your plate right now. Yeah, it is. It's definitely a lot of stuff on my plate. But um, fortunately, with uh, with especially student government, there my schedule is kind of like fits around there. Like we have Sunday meetings at eight, and I get to um, talk to to people about when I can meet during the week. So I definitely still have free time. But um, fortunately, I'm only taking three classes this semester, so that's definitely more of a worry for the beginning of next semester in the fall talk a little bit more about being at nationals i guess looking at this competition you were up against i mean some of the best weight throwers in the country you probably hadn't seen them before right absolutely i didn't see any of i didn't see any but two of them before mm-hmm. one of them tom zamorski i competed against in uh, high school but the only person i had competed against was um was a kid from ric he actually ended up not doing so well he didn't even make it to finals but um we had competed the week before he pushed me to throw 1905 so Definitely opened opened up the world the world of possibilities for me after that uh, tough slash chance meet. And how cool is it to see Margetta get All American oh as a my senior? Goodness, it was amazing because uh, Nick has actually gone through a lot. Um, he broke his leg in high school playing football. He broke his wrist sophomore year. Um, so it, it was absolutely amazing seeing him because he works harder than anyone else out there. And uh, it was it was extremely amazing seeing him stand up on that podium. I know you were one of the younger guys to make All American, if not the youngest. And so, how excited are how excited for you about the potential for the future now? Because you were third in the country this year as a sophomore. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely very exciting. But like, uh, it's it's not. I, I'm not someone who looks too far in the future. I I like to stay in the present. Um, so definitely, I'm looking more forward to outdoors. But I'm definitely excited for the coming years. Now let's talk outdoors. You have practice today, I guess, <laughs> yeah. in this cold, little cold weather, a little bit Absolutely. cold. But um, you got you got three events you're doing outdoors. Tell us about them. Well, I'm doing shot, hammer, and discus. Uh, shots, probably my worst event, and uh, that's what I want to make the most strides in this uh, this year. Not nationals, but like just improving my mark. Um, I think I think I have my best chance of going in discus, but that's still going to take a lot of work. So definitely have a lot of work ahead of me to. To, to make it to nationals this uh, spring, but I'm definitely ready to put in the work. And how do, I mean, obviously, it's slightly different events than indoor, with the exception of shot put, which is the same, but I mean, how does outdoor differ from indoor besides that? Oh, well, first of all, the elements. Yeah. Um, early on in the season, you have to fight against like being stiff because because you warm up, you take off your clothes, and you're out in the circle, and you're just freezing, freezing and it's, it's hard to put out some good marks early on. So, fortunately, I think this year is going to be better but uh, that's definitely a factor that uh, plays into account in outdoors, the, the weather. 
Now, obviously, you're you're obviously extremely strong, but the shot put is your you know you mentioned most difficult for you. Why is that? Um, well, in high school, I I was a glider, and uh, coming here, uh, Coach Farishinian, he he made me transition to the spin. So I'm still finding it hard to uh, make the relation between the the linear component and the rotational component. But I think it's something that when it clicks. I'll probably, I'll definitely be throwing a lot farther than I am right now. But, you know, it's patience, and that's what the sport's all about. You just, you know, coming outside when you know you're going to be frustrated and just working through it. And then Margit's obviously, that's especially the shot yeah. put. So how, does, how much is he teaching you? Oh, my goodness. He's teaching me. He's taught me so much. Like, the the, the strides that I made this year, PRing from uh, 40 to 45, it's definitely all him. All the fall, working with him, him showing me little nuances and just explaining to me breaking it down conceptually for me so I can, like, grasp it a little better. And what else are you looking forward to now that you're getting right into the outdoor season? <laughs> Definitely just uh, Nescacs. Uh, I think uh, with the with the throws program we have now with me, Nick, and also incoming freshman Tyler Harrington and Tom and, and Dean, I think we definitely have a good chance uh, in Nescax to place higher than we were last year, which was third. And I really look forward to that. All right, sounds good. D-Ray, third in the nation in the weight throw at Nationals at Indoor Track and Field. Thanks so much. Our male Bobcat of the Week. Thank you. Cissé is our female Bobcat of the Week. The sophomore finished eighth in the triple jump. Joined by Sally Cissé, our female Bobcat of the Week and All-American in the triple jump at Track and Field this past weekend in Iowa. And, and first of all, Sally, the um, this is your second time at Nationals. Mm-hmm. First time being an All-American. What did you learn from your first time last year that you apply this year? Well, my first time last year, I was the only freshman in the event, so I was just panicking. Like I like basically followed everyone around. I didn't know what I was doing. I was really nervous, and it was um, I'd never triple jumped in high school, so I learned it when I got here. So I basically felt inferior to everyone. <laughs> but this year, I was really calm. Um, I felt confident in what I was doing, and I just remembered that like this was an exciting time. It was a great opportunity, and I just had fun. Yeah, and when did you realize you were going to be an All-American? Um, well, I went into finals in, in fifth place, and then um, in the actual finals, like the competition got even better, like everyone was jumping even further. And I was neck and neck with this other girl for the last spot, and I knew I was All-American when she fouled her last jump. <laughs> I sighed. It was a great jump, and she fouled by literally a toe. Oh. And it was... Uh, it felt great, but I felt really bad for her, but it was amazing. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Now, you're, you're a sophomore. You're from the Bronx. So how did you end up coming from the Bronx up here to Bates? Well, I went to, well, I didn't go to high school with, but um, I went to the same high school as Angelique, who um, was a senior two years ago. So she, she had the record in the 60-meter dash. But Alexis has it now. But she came here. She went to my high school. Um, she told me all about it. She told me about the track coach and how amazing she was and I came for a visit my senior year in October and like I loved it so I was just like I only applied to this school and Fordham University okay. so <laughs> I got into both and I just decided I wanted to come here. Nice and you mentioned you had never done the triple jump before so what inspired you to do it and how did it all, how did it all go about I guess? Well I was supposed to pull vault so I came in thinking that was the only thing I wanted to do um, but we did this um, the first month of track. We did this bounding drill, and then the coach like looked at me, and then like I saw him like walk away and talk to uh, Coach Jay, and then they came back and they were like, "You're gonna jump," 
And I'm like, what? Like, what? I want to pole vault. So I tried jumping for, like, one practice. And, like, it was pretty cool. And then, like, I had a meeting with them a week later. And they were like, we think you should jump. And I'm like, I'll try it. So I tried it for the first meet. And, like, they are just like, okay, you're done with pole vault. And I was like, okay. But, yeah, it turned out great for not ever doing it. So I'm happy about that. Yeah, I mean, you're the first Bates All-American in the triple jump since, like, the mid-'80s. And so what does that mean to you? Uh... It's a great accomplishment. Like, I really worked hard this year. I was really focused. Like, last year, I just, like I said, didn't know what I was doing. So I just went and had fun. But this year, I was determined. And I was just really happy with the outcome. So we're moving into outdoor track now. And so are you, what are you involved with there? Uh, so outdoor track, um, I'm going to London for short term. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> but I will. So I have three meets here before I go to London. So I'm gonna to try to qualify for nationals in those three meets. And then I come back from London, like literally two days before nationals. But I'm gonna be out there making sure like I'm working out, I'm doing everything that I need to do. And then hopefully I'll come back and I'll be able to go to nationals. So three meets in the triple jump, right? In the triple jump. And yeah. so that's pretty, that's, that's some intense pressure, right? That is, that is, <laughs> it is a lot of pressure. That's why I like, in my head, I'm just trying to get it over with the first one. So, but outdoor is a lot of competition. There are a lot more schools in like the south um, that don't have indoor because it's hot all year right. round. So, like they have outdoor and they've already been jumping. So, it's gonna be interesting. And what, what are you gonna be doing in London? Uh, London, it's a short term called Shakespeare in London. So we're gonna be studying um, plays that Shakespeare wrote. We're gonna be going to museums, ballets. You know. I'm going to go to Spain while I'm there, so it should be really fun. Will you have any chance to keep up with the, with the training, or is it just going to be kind of a break for you, <laughs> you think? Uh, I might take, like, a break in the first <laughs> two days, yeah. but I'm going to be in my hotel, like, doing extreme ab workouts and, like, 50 push-ups every, like, other hour. No, but I'm going to try to really keep up with it. All right, outstanding. Sally Cisse, our female Bobcat of the Week. Thanks so much. Thank you. Junior Allison Hill also performed very well, finishing ninth in the 60-meter hurdles. Meanwhile, the Bates Distance Medley Relay team finished 11th. Junior Sadie James competed at Nationals in Steamboat Springs, Colorado this past week, representing the Bates Nordic Skiing Team. She finished 37th in the 5K Freestyle and 30th in the 15K Classical Technique. Well, Sadie, first of all, before we talk about the actual skiing, what was the experience like of going to Steamboat Springs there for the first time? Yeah, it was it was incredible. Um, I just tried to soak everything in while I was there, um, and it just kind of hit me like throughout the entire process. Um, so when we landed, and then when we were skiing, um, when I was racing, the ceremonies just it was it was incredible. <laughs> what was your favorite part, maybe? Um, oh gosh. Um, honestly, probably just racing against these girls. You know, it was just. It was the most competitive field I've skied against all year, and I just had to keep that in perspective. As my coach said, like, my top 15 just grew to a top 40. Um, so it was just really cool being able to ski against the best of the best um, and having that opportunity. And what was the banquet like? Um, so it was it was great. Um, we were at the Midway Station on Steamboat Mountain, so we took a gondola ride up, and we were able to watch the sunset over the mountains, um, and we were able to see on our way down, like, Steamboat just lit up at night. It was absolutely beautiful. And then the actual competition itself, you mentioned it, obviously, a lot of elite skiers. I mean, you're focused on you, but, like, what makes the other skiers in that field so great? Um, they're they're just the best of the best. I mean, I don't know. It was, it was just, it was just very, 
um, it was a good experience for me to have to like put it in perspective um, and be like, okay, so I'm used to skiing in the top 15, but my top 15 just grew to a top 40 or a top 42. So um, that was harder to keep in perspective at times, but I just had to keep reminding myself like my goal was to make it here um, and just to go with it, see what happens. And then the altitude, we talked about that before. <laughs> Did that impact anything at all? Uh, it was it was different. I, you know, I kept telling myself like, okay, I'm going to feel it. I'm going to feel it. And then it hit me when I was racing and it was, it was, I couldn't, I couldn't have prepared myself for it because I didn't know what it was going to feel like. So Thursday's race was the 5k skate and that was, that was tough altitude wise. It was just a very different feeling of like race pain. Um, so it wasn't necessarily that my muscles and all that was tired, but my lungs were just burning and aching. <laughs> right. And then what are just like the biggest lessons you're taking away? I know you talked about, you know, expanding the field and whatnot, but what other lessons perhaps from this first experience and hopefully first of two next year? Yeah. Hopefully? Um, so, I mean, it's just, it's just going to motivate me even more to want to improve for next year for summer training, um, to be able to go back and hopefully have better results next year. Um, and hopefully bring some teammates with me. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. Sadie, thanks so much. Thank you. After dropping three games to start, the baseball team finished their Florida trip on a high note, beating Babson 9-6 on Sunday. Junior Brendan Fox tallied a career-high four hits, including two doubles and a triple, and a career-high four RBIs in the victory. He is currently hitting 5-16 on the year with 10 runs batted in. We caught up with a Bates shortstop to talk Bobcats baseball. Big game for you the other day against Babson. A nice win to finish off the road trip. And what was working for you at the plate um, in that game in particular? Um, you know, I was just feeling confident up there. I have been, you know, all the season. I've been seeing the ball real well. And, you know, it kind of just hit what's given to me. And it's been working out thus far. I know stats don't really matter at this point, but obviously you are off to a very hot start to the season. And so what did you work on in the off season that you think has made a difference so far this year? Um, well, actually, I, uh, I was in Italy for the entire fall semester, so I kind of shied away from swinging a bat, which I think in turn helped to uh, kind of get my mind off it and, you know, come back in the winter ready to work hard, which I did, you know, work and swung in the cage, you know, very often. So I think that's helped. I know it's a, a younger offense. You're one of the few guys with some significant experience. So how's that been going so far? Oh, uh, it's been good. You know, um, Guys have been working real hard. We've got we've got some older guys, me, Ryan McCarthy, Sam Warren, and a bunch of other guys who are stepping up really well, Asher McDonald, some sophomores and freshmen who are actually playing well as well. So, you know, I think I think once as the season keeps going, we're gonna once everyone starts to catch fire, we should be, you know, in it and as we face better pitching, we'll I think we should be fine. Obviously some tough opponents down there in Florida, but you finished the trip off on the right note. So how important was it to finish the trip with a win there? Yeah, I think we needed that as a group. We were we we played some tough teams. We 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 lost the first three, which were tough. We didn't score many runs and to be able to put up nine in the last game, I think, was a huge confidence booster for us as we move into this upcoming weekend. Yeah, you got Middlebury this weekend in a non conference game though, a neutral side yeah. in Massachusetts. So what's that what's that gonna be like prepare for the NESCAC? Uh, that'll be good. I mean, Middlebury, I think, is usually good. We haven't played them in my three years here, but from what I've heard, they, they have some talent. I think, you know, whenever you're playing a NESCAC team, you're, you're re you really want to put your best team out there and give it your all. So, What's it like for the baseball team to spend the first few months of the year away from campus, essentially, for games at least? I think it's, it's cool. Uh, you know, uh, we get to play teams from all over the country, which I think is a good way to, like, put our spells in perspective when we play teams in New England because I mean there's talent all around the country especially in 
on the West Coast, and especially when you go down south. So I think when you play teams like that, you know, and you do well, which we have, we've done relatively well, it gives you some confidence when you come back up here and play other teams in the next guy, like Tufts, Trinity, and Amherst. So. Now, obviously, you're in the field and you're watching these experienced pitchers work, and there's some younger guys too. So, what's your impressions of the pitching staff so far? I mean, they've been doing great. You know, they've been pit everyone's been pitching real hard. Connor Colombo, Connor Speed, Anthony Teleska, Rob DeFranco, Chris Ward. You know, we've got some. We've got one of the best staffs in the entire NESCAC as of now. And you know, I think once we start getting on the field, playing more defense, we'll be able to make more plays for them because you know they've been getting a lot of ground ball outs and a lot of fly ball outs, but. Once we tighten up our defense a little more, I think you know we should be. They'll be. We'll be all. We'll be fine. You know, one of the biggest challenges is defensively, isn't it? Because you guys don't really get to work on defense in, in the off season because of the weather, basically, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, we go from the gray cage to JB turf, and then to a dirt field. It's kind of you know the balls are taking different hops, and so it's kind of hard to get used to it in the very beginning. But uh, I mean, this, the field's cleared off now, so hopefully we can get out there this week and kind of get used to you know bounces off the dirt and whatnot. So hopefully that'll help. And we're looking forward to the home season right around the corner starting in April. Thanks so much. Looking ahead to this week, the Bates swimming and diving programs are headed to nationals. They compete Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. We talked with head coach Peter Casares and junior 11-time All-American Sarah DeHare to preview the NCAA championships. It's a slight adjustment for us to um, adapt from the the usual dual meet to a three-day championship and then to a four-day national meet. But um, I think it's a good thing um, because they get to spread out their events a little bit more, a little more time for recovery from event to event. And for someone like Sarah, that's that's very helpful. Um, it does become a little bit of a, of a game of how do you manage those four days when you do have some days that are lighter than others and, and you're together for an entire week um, just thinking swimming. Um, so we try to keep it fun and light, but we also take advantage of the moments and um, the schedule so that we can make the most of it and, and kind of peak at the right times. And Sarah, obviously you're in a number of events at Nationals, but you've been particularly successful in the IMs. What, what do you like most about those? Um, I think there's always really good competition, um, especially because in an IM event, people submit um, completely different ways. Um, because some people are really strong in the backstroke, some people are really strong in breaststroke, um, some people are really strong in the freestyle, um, and so I think it kind of um, gives it a nice like touch in terms of competition. Um, and it's also like something that I find to be like a challenging event, but also something that I enjoy. So um, it's fun to swim those. And then obviously this is your third national, so this is, you're very familiar with it. But there are some swimmers going for the first time. So what would you say to them about what their approach should be, you know, at nationals compared to a normal dual meet? Um, I mean, I think you should just look at it as like a, a normal meet. Like there's nothing um, to be super hyped about it. Um, you know, just try it, go and have fun. Whatever happens, happens. Um, make sure you prepare well. Make sure you recover well. Um, so I think it's nothing new from what we were used to, um, especially because like everyone as of now has had a three-day conference championship meet um, in college. And so um, just try to build off of that and, and see uh, where it takes us. And then this year, uh, Coach, a record nine women swimmers going to nationals uh, at eight last year. And so what are your expectations headed in for terms of the, the team's performance? Um, I think our expectations each year is to continue to improve when we get to that national meet instead of have um, what can many times happen for programs across the country where their highlight was the NESC or was their conference meet and then the national meet is kind of an afterthought. So we've done a, a really good job of highlighting our conference meet as something that's exceptionally important for our program. 
um, and then trying to take that big meat feel and that huge team feel and say, okay, let's replicate it at nationals instead of thinking of it as a, as a different entity altogether. So can we get to the meet, know we're going to swim fast, have fun swimming fast, and continue to improve, uh, hopefully break a couple college records, hopefully go a couple lifetime bests, um, and just continue what we really do well, and that's um, take advantage of the moment. Um, and for years, alumni in this program have done that, and we're, we're lucky that that's kind of the norm here. So we go in there expecting it to be fun and for us to go fast. Um, and we have a lot of people to thank for that, and we're excited to do it again. You've had a couple of weeks since NESCACs. What's the training process been like leading up to nationals here? Uh, yeah, so right after NESCACs, it was kind of uh, we took like a week to kind of like float around, um, kind of get all the lactic acid out of your muscles, um, and just to try to like mentally prepare for the training block that was going to come uh, next. And then from there, we kind of built um, a bit of a base in terms of going up in yardage and intensity, um, keep the heart rate up uh, for at least probably 45 minutes to an hour um, each practice. Um, and then from there, we've kind of gone into race pace development training blocks. Um, so we're currently in a phase where we do four days on of, um, of pace work, um, depending on what your events are, and then we take a day off. Um, so we've been doing that for about the past two weeks. Um, and I think it's worked really well. We did it last year. Um, and so we're hoping for similar or better results uh, for the coming week. And I know you mentioned uh, off the air that you don't care where you're seated. You don't even look at that kind of stuff. Why is that? <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I, to me, I, I, it doesn't really matter what you're seated because anything can happen. Um, and I think we've talked about that in terms of like a whole team environment. Like, you know, you never know what's going to happen. And so whatever's down on paper doesn't necessarily mean anything. So I just try to go into the meet and into my races um, with the best positive attitude I can and know that I'm prepared and um, see where see where that takes me. And then, Coach, obviously, this year's team, building on the success of last year's team, what have been the similarities, differences you've noticed year to year, or has it been pretty fairly similar? Um, gosh, I mean, we've had a really great group of athletes um, the last two years headed off to nationals. And I would say the thing that I'm struck with this year is this is um, the first national team we've brought where we're going to graduate some kids. <laughs> so we have four of our um, women on the team graduating that have qualified for nationals, uh, Melissa Paoni, Whitney Payne, Caroline Depew, and Lindsay Prelgovisk. So um, knowing that this is their last hurrah has made it um, awesome because I know they have experience. I know they've been there. I know that they um, can really rely on each other and help the program out with some great leadership, but it also makes you a little bit nervous for the future. Um, luckily, we have some phenomenal people right in the wings to go um, and um, some strong people coming to join the team and a lot of people on the team that can pick up where they left off. But um, graduating that leadership is, is, is what the biggest difference is, I think, when it, when it means going off to, to nationals. Um, I know Sarah talks a lot about anything's possible and not caring um, about places and whatnot, and that is the best part about this group is they've gone in there and made a national meet which can be debilitating and pressure and expectation and just said hey it's a 25 yard pool we go back and forth and we prepare just as well as anybody at this place so let's just do what we do um, and so that attitude is pervasive on our returning team and it will go on to the freshmen that are joining us and the first timers that are joining us um, so you know, if we keep doing that, then we'll be a lot like we've been in the years past, and um, we'll be good for the future, too.
And then, Sarah, obviously, it's uh, it's four days away from, from Bates, or at the very least. I guess you probably leave earlier than that. But um, yeah. So academically, what are some of the challenges for the swimmers away from campus? Uh, I mean, it is definitely definitely difficult to miss an entire week of school um, just because we leave Monday around noon. So um, you can go to your earlier classes, but most people have afternoon afternoon periods. Um, and so I, at least for me, um, I normally try and do a lot of work um, before I leave and get all the assignments that are due um, the week that I'm gone in um, before I even depart. Um, just because A, it makes things a little easier for my professors. And also um, I like to just think about swimming while I'm down there. So rather than have to worry about writing a paper, finishing a, you know, um, some sort of homework assignment, um, it's just easier to just focus on um, what I'm currently doing. Um, so it's definitely difficult to manage that. Um, however, um, you just kind of do the best you can and, and kind of go with the flow. Coach, I understand you also have one men's swimmer going to nationals. Tell us a little about Riley Ewing. You know, we had um, a men's relay this year just missed getting invited um, with a phenomenal performance. Um, our four free relay um, really turned some heads and, talk, and, and set themselves up for a great future. Um, Teddy Pender obviously winning events and being all NESCAC and everything he swam was phenomenal. Um, but Riley hasn't gotten a lot of PR and he was um, invited in the 100 backstroke. Um, he was actually an alternate to the meet, the first alternate to the meet and he got pulled in, um, which is a tribute to all of his hard work and his dedication. And um, he swam some very competitive races at conferences that were very deep. Um, so he might not have walked away with all NESCAC performances, but he was the 18th fastest in the country when it was all said and done. So Riley's heading out with us. Um, he's enjoying his time with the women's team. Um, and he has um, definitely got some buddies that have helped him out over the last couple of weeks to train with him and be there. Um, and so it's been a really great men's and women's kind of feel the last three weeks. Um, and training for nationals is really unique and, and fun because um, it does kind of slow things down a little bit. There's not dual meets coming up every weekend and there's not morning practices killing you all the time. And so um, to see this team kind of come together um, and still have that full team feel to it um, with nine men, I mean nine women and one male, um, but also all the support that the team on campus is giving them um, has been awesome for us. And I'm really looking forward to having a great time with all 10 athletes. All right, Coach Casares, Sarah DeHare, thanks so much. Softball begins their season in Florida on Wednesday with 10 games over the course of five days. We talked with head coach Mikel Barnes to preview the 2016 Bates softball season. First of all, your first games are Wednesday. You have a doubleheader, but I got to ask you about this. Leaving Bates at 3 in the morning, flying out around, you know, just before 6 a.m., and then playing two games that same day, what is that going to be like, you think? You know, I'm hoping that our excitement just carries us through the day. I think, you know, it's going to be our first time touching dirt. And so hopefully we can overcome, you know, maybe some of the, the tiredness that would come with a 3 a.m. departure and then a, a 5 and 7 p.m. doubleheader. So hopefully our excitement will carry us through. I, I think it will. Sure. And also this is a kind of new look team. You have three first-year pitchers. So tell us what you've seen from them so far. What can we expect? Yeah, uh, our three, you know, first-year pitchers, I, I think they're, they've worked so hard this past offseason um, just in terms of building strength, building the conditioning. I know we have a, a big game schedule, a lot of, a lot of games, so uh, it's really important that they establish their confidence, and I think over time with experience they'll be able to do that. Um, and then, you know, we expect, we expect some growing pains. I think that's what, you're, that's what you get with, with first-years, uh, especially in the pitching uh, position, but we also expect 
um, and are excited for their continued improvement. Um, you know, they're, they're great, they're hardworking, they are determined, and um, I don't think they're content with just being mediocre. So that's what we're looking forward to, and, and I think it's um, a, a promising season. I know in softball sometimes teams only utilize one or two pitchers, so do you plan on utilizing all three, or what, what's the game plan right now? Yeah, absolutely, all three. I think this year we're going to have to be a little creative. I think, um, you know, with all three pitchers, uh, you know, we can expect maybe a game. Who knows, it could be – you know, two innings, two innings, three innings, you know, split it up that way. We're just going to have to kind of, um, you know, do what the game gives us and, and be fluid and, and be flexible, and I think our pitchers are ready for that. I know last year the team got off to a slow start but then finished very well, winning, I believe, 11 out of their last 14 games. So what did you see last year that maybe you can apply to this year in terms of lessons learned? I think we were relaxed. I think we were we had composure, and I think um, you know the first half of the season sometimes we let that moment get too big for us. You know we talk all the time about you know be where your feet are, um, stay in that moment. Now the catch twenty you know the catch side to that the flip side to that is sometimes you can make that moment too big, and I think that we got that we got away from that you know in the first half of the season our second half I think we we're having fun we you know we played fluid we we played um, smooth um, you know certainly when you play back-to-back -back games and and softball such a streaky sport um, that we got into that that good streak and that second half I think proved that you know we can be there we we got a taste of it we got a taste of that success and I think we're hungry for that coming forward as a head coach what are you looking to see from the team in this Florida trip I think, you know, just getting a feel for live at bats, getting a feel for reading the ball off the bat. Uh, you know, it's we can only do so much in the gray cage and on JB turf, uh, and so touching dirt, getting a feel for sliding, and 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 really, you know, having fun while doing that. And I think if we can enjoy that experience and and can really relish and you know, <laughs> playing outside. Um, I think that can carry over into our, you know, upcoming games for the NESCAC. Um, I think we play USM on the 30th, and then we have our first NESCAC weekend. So really just getting a feel for game-like situations. You know, we have 10 games, and so uh, down in Florida we have 10 games, so we're expecting, you know, a steady improvement throughout the throughout the trip. And I, and I think that the more we get that feel, the better off we're going to be. Is that kind of an endurance test for the players to have double headers pretty much every day? Uh, they're not going to be used to the hot weather, that's for sure. <laughs> um, so in that case, and that, in, that may be endurance, um, you know, certainly we'll, we'll stay hydrated and, and <laughs> try to keep them cool as much as possible. But as far as endurance, I would say probably not. Uh, it's probably just managing, you know, your shoulder care, managing, um, you know, little teeny injuries that, that come throughout the season. But um, I, honestly, I think we're ready. You know, we're just ready to go. It's, it's, a, it's a long four weeks of practice. Uh, like I said, inside and, and as much as we can get out on JB, we're ready to go. Um, and I think that enthusiasm to, to play games will, will carry us through. So looking at the offense, obviously last year, you, you lost your top two hitters from last year to graduation. And so who are some players that we should watch out for this year who might step in to fill that void? Yeah, great point. Uh, you know, it's tough losing your top two hitters, uh, but I but I'm very confident that um, you know Maddie Inlow Jr. Uh, will be able to fill the void. Uh, I think she's been having a great preseason. Um, you know, our sophomore class, uh, Karen Lockhart Sr. 
Um, we're looking, I think, we have a we have a very good dispersed group of talent from top to bottom. And, um, you know, that's all obviously really good for us because it gives us a little bit more depth. And I think now that our sophomores have that one year under their belt, um, they've kind of shaken off the, the freshman nerves, so to speak. Uh, we've, do, we've been doing a lot of work on just staying fluid in our swing. Um, keep it smooth, keep it simple. And, and they've, they've really showed in our, you know, in our hitting practices and um, in BP that they're taking and, and they're owning that mentality. And I think their confidence is much greater than what it was last year. And so I, I think that we'll be able to fill those voids very nicely. This is your third year as head coach, and so what are your impressions so far in your three years of the NESCAC in terms of the competition level? Yeah, it's a great conference. I mean, I, I was an assistant at Bowdoin before, so I was familiar um, before I came to Bates with the NESCAC. But, you know, I love competing at the highest level. I think it challenges you mentally, physically, and that's only going to make you a better player. That's only going to make you a better athlete. And um, if you can, if you can, you know, be – mentally and physically stimulated in, in multiple ways. And I think the NESCAT conference does that, uh, you know, across the board for softball and, and most other sports as well. Uh, we're only getting better because of that. And, you know, if we want to be the best, you got to beat the best. And so it's really exciting to be able to say, hey, we play in the top conference in the nation and um, we're competing against the top teams. And, uh, you know, that's something that we value and, and something that we, um, you know, we take and, and – Kind of get a little chip on our shoulder for it. Are there any position battles going on right now besides the pitchers? Obviously, but they'll, they'll all be used. <laughs> yeah, I, I would say you know certainly I think outfield is is one of those positions where we have really good depth, um, and so there's there's battles. Uh, you know, it's kind of going to be one of those things. Who's probably hitting for us? Uh, you know, and as far as defensively, we're pretty solid. Um, you know even deeper than our starting nine, so to speak. But it's going to be one of those things, okay, who's hitting? Who's hot right now? Um, and then we'll probably, you know, she'll probably, <laughs> probably be the one seeing playing time. So uh, it's kind of one of those games, wait and see. Um, but certainly I think the depth will be very helpful. All right, Coach, thanks so much. Looking forward to the softball season. Thanks, Aaron. Although both tennis teams fell to Middlebury this past weekend, They'll have plenty of chances to win this week as both the men and the women play non-conference matches on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday in Fredericksburg, Virginia. Meanwhile, the men's and women's lacrosse teams look to continue their great years as they both take on Trinity on Saturday. The men's lacrosse team is the only program with a home game as their home opener as they battle the Bantams at Garcelon Field Saturday at 1 o'clock. It's an extremely busy week ahead, and we'll recap it all. Next time on the Bates Bobcast. Bates, Bates.